Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Mr. King is in the house today, and Peter with a nugget right out of the gate about how Mr. Buffett was a huge New Orleans Saints fan and ragged on the NFL on the call in the Rams playoff game in a championship game on the uh, pass interference, which would have won the game for Peyton and Drew Brees. And, of course, the bounty scenario when the NFL suspended him a year. He didn't like that either, and a huge Saints fan. Peter, welcome, and Chris, nice little story. Chris, how about... You know, in 2012, when Peyton gets suspended, Buffett calls him. Buffett loves the Saints. Peyton told me if we had eight home games a year, Buffett was on the sidelines for six. No matter where he was in the world, he would fly back to go to the Saints game on Sunday. Wow. So he goes, he says, uh, you know, I'm suspended for the year. I'm down. And he calls me and he says, hey, I got a concert in New Orleans. You got to come. He goes, Jimmy, I'm really trying to lay low, you know, keep a low profile. No, no, no. You got to come. He said, "Okay, I'll come. So I get there and Jimmy Buffett has a T-shirt on that screams free Sean Payton on the front. And then he says, hey, ladies and gentlemen, how about Sean Payton? And, and and everybody cheers. Everybody's crazy about the Saints in New Orleans. And he goes, hey, uh, what do you guys think? We need somebody to play the bongos. Don't you think, Sean, it'd be great to play the bongos tonight? <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes up there, and I talked to Payton the other day about it, and he goes, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm going up on stage with a guy who has a free Sean Payton t-shirt, and I'm thinking, I got suspended for a year, but now it's going to be a year and a half. <laughs> you're going to get, you're you gonna know, add he's on to get it. more. But, uh, but the other thing, he said there was one year when uh, Buffett had this big boat, and we had gotten to know him a little bit, and this one year where he invited us at the Super Bowl to come onto his boat. Super Bowl was in uh, Miami, and he invites a, a few guys from the Saints to go onto the boat, and he goes, we couldn't believe it. The chef on the boat, he goes, he's making us dinner, and you'll never guess what he's making. He's making cheeseburgers. <laughs> So I said, how great is this? I'm on Jimmy Buffett's boat having cheeseburgers in paradise. And of course, Buffett so. also wore the blind referee shirt with the cane <laughs> and everything with the, yeah. in one of his shows following the Rams Saint playoff game that yeah, year with, the, with yeah. the illegal hit. Now, last year you walked into this house and you told me that I love the Saints as an over yeah. and I took them and I got killed. Before we begin and have our last with you as we do every year at this time for the one hour. <laughs> What's Jacksonville's <laughs> under over? What is it? I think it's 10. You gotta go over. You have to. That division is so bad. Hey, but listen, Chris. Chris, 10 of their 17 games against the NFC South and AFC South. I, I, and they 10. 10 that's games. A, that's a, they have 10? They're, yeah, 10. 6 plus 10. 4, you're right. Yeah. So, so think about this for a second. Think about this. They're going to be favored in every one of those games except maybe... Tennessee on the road, maybe, maybe. No, they should be favored against that, that too. But I'm, I'm just saying that. Think about it. And, and how about, how about, when do they have their toughest game of the year? It's in London, Buffalo. No, their toughest game of the year is is Kansas City. Oh, okay, at home. Okay, at oh, home right. on September 17th at one o'clock in the afternoon in Northeast Florida, when there's a good chance it could be real field of 98. And they play Buffalo as a road game in London. They don't have to yeah. go to Buffalo. 
Right. That's another advantage. Big. They got all sorts of advantages. So, I mean, here's Pete's schedule. Well, they do play. Here are the tough games. They, they pr- got some tough games. They got San Francisco. Well, here they- is the thing, <clears throat> Pete. What? They have Kansas City, San Francisco, Cincinnati, and Baltimore, and all of them are at home. Yes, that's right. That's an incredible advantage. Yeah. And the road game against Buffalo is, is on London. a neutral field. Is in London. Where they know it. They know. And now let me ask you this, Chris. Is that the first of their two games in London or the second? That's the uh, second. So they're going to be there a week. I mean, <laughs> you love the Jaguars. I can see that. Oh, my God. Now, I jinx you... them because my kid loves the Jaguars. Right, give me an NFC team over uh, and over. Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'll take one. You got Jackson. That's a good one. Give me another what's, one. What's Philadelphia's? I think they're 11 and a half. Oh, that's a lot. Uh, what's uh, what's Green Bay? I think they're about nine. Oh, that's a lot, too. Uh, let's see. What's uh, what's Atlanta? Atlanta's bad. I'd say, Eddie, can you give me Atlanta? Top, about six and a half, maybe seven. We'll get the official Atlanta in a minute. I'm not positive. If it's under seven, I would... I would choose Atlanta because I they're Atlanta running game they're think, running game huh they're running it they're they got look at all their targets uh, underneath in the passing game you know they got Kyle Pitts Jonu Smith uh Cordero Patterson uh Bijan Robinson they got the Drake they got from last year Drake they got Tyler Algier who ran for a thousand yards last year I mean they got great weapons on that CBS team. has them at eight and a half let me check oh, another that's ridiculous that's another too site. high yeah uh too high who, that's are, you're saying then that it, well, it's the a bad over division. under is 500 that's, that's a that's bad crazy. division so everybody in that division is going to be up a little bit because they yeah. get all those cracks at them I'd right, say so you like Jackson that was the first one that came to your mind that was interesting you saw 19 you saw 19 teams. Yeah. Which one surprised you for the better and which one surprised you for the worse? Okay, so let's talk about two things that impress me right now. One is the Seattle Seahawks, okay? Now, Geno Smith, Yeah, a lot of people are going to say, ah, fluky. The guy threw for 4,200 yards. They added Jackson Smith and Jigba in the draft. And he he lost, Geno Smith lost maybe 10 pounds and worked on his mobility. He wants to run like a mobile quarterback this year. And so they're going to be... They're, they've got, theoretically now, they've got two healthy backs. I think Seattle could challenge San Francisco. I think San Francisco is clearly the better team. What happens if Bo- if Bosa doesn't show up? I, you know, and and what happens if again they get the quarterback hurt? They never should have traded Trey Lance. It was a bad decision. They've in their in four of Kyle Shanahan's six seasons as the head coach of the 49ers. Chris, they've started three quarterbacks. So are you telling me that you want to trade Trey Lance for a low four? Because that's what that pick is going to be. Dallas a low is a good fourth team. round pick. Yeah. Yeah. A low four. Right. And, you know, you're going to just throw darts after, you know, if history repeats itself. And if Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold get hurt. I, I don't know. I what, I didn't like that. What is Seattle's over under ready? When you look that up for me, please, Peter, like them. I that's on the on the up. And also, also, you think of this about Seattle. You get four games against the Rams and Cardinals, which is a big advantage. Yeah. I understand now, that. now I will say this. You look it up. I believe 
What nine, is it? Nine and a half. Oh, they're, they're, you got to pick them over. But they're going to go ten and seven. I think they're going to win. Well, uh, shoot, I'm I'm no good at this stuff. I don't know, but I think they're going to be pretty good. But Chris, there's one other thing about Seattle. I think I'm right in saying five of their first eight games are in Eastern Time. You, can you look at that? I look sure at can. that. I'm I forget. Right I, it's either fi- it's either Eastern Time or early start. What do we got? At Detroit. At the Giants, at Cincinnati, and at Baltimore. You're right. Four. Uh, are, I, I, the other ones are at home. The Rams, Carolina, Wait a minute. Arizona, what's it, what's it, and then what's their next road game after that? Uh, they have at Detroit week two, at the Giants week four, a bye week, and then at week five, Cincinnati, and then week eight at Baltimore. Then, and then what? At the Rams. Oh, okay. All right. I was wrong. I thought it was five. It's only four. All right. So you like Seattle. Right? That's a surprise. I like upwards. Seattle. Give me a negative. Well, I'm not a big... I'm not in Minnesota's camp. I, you know, at the end of last year... Look, there's no nicer, better person, human being in pro football than Kirk Cousins. I love him. But, you know, I think if you're the Vikings now, there's a reason why you're not doing a new contract with him. Do you want to pay Kirk Cousins? It's the right move. And I do you want do to pay him $50 million a year? No, absolutely uh, not. I mean, I wouldn't. And so now he might change everybody's mind this year. Do you think if he's he, better than Dak Prescott? I think they have a lot in common. If you had to win a game for your life, uh, which one you take? Uh, I'd probably take Prescott, but I wouldn't feel great about because it. Because he runs a little Dak, bit? Well, okay. no, but Dak Prescott, the last two years, Chris, he is he is quarterbacked eight quarters against the 49ers in the two postseason games they've lost to San Francisco. Uh, to... to yeah, to San Francisco. They lost one of them in Dallas when they lost track of the clock and made that bonehead and play at the fault. end. And that's his fault. Okay. He didn't know right, the rule. We'll get, he didn't and, the then, rule. and then, how about last year? This totally got forgotten last year. And, you know, and look, Dak Prescott is, you know, look, how great is it that he's the 134th pick or whatever it was in the draft and he's gotten to where he's gotten. But the fact is he has come up small and put up 37 points in eight quarters in the two biggest games of the last two years. Come on, well, you got to do. Would, you got to do better than but that. You would take him over Cousins. I probably would. I'd probably take him over Cousins. But probably. You, you don't love Minnesota. Going back to the original I don't. Press. I don't love. I don't love Minnesota. And they've, you know, you get the feeling they're aging. They got rid of Kendricks. They're they're like leader linebacker. He's on the Chargers now. I don't know. I I'm skeptical. I watch what the Giants did to them last year. Come on. I, I I don't know that they're very much better, if at all. Right. Now, the AFC-NFC for a minute. I mean, the AFC, the NFC stinks. I yeah, mean, San Francisco is very good. Dallas is pretty good. Philadelphia the is the deepest are, team in football. And they're excellent. Yeah. And we'll get to them in a minute. But that's it. I mean, you tell me another team. You believe the Giants? We have to wait and see. You Giants 2-10-1 in the division the last two years. And they have a tough schedule. You believe yep. in the Lions? Let me see them win some ball games in big spots. I course. like the Lions, but I don't know what there's to think o- of But them. there's only three teams. Yeah. Well, in the AFC, you can make a case for Buffalo. Yep. You can make a case for the Jets. Yep. You can make a case for Miami. Yes. You can make a case for Cincinnati. Yes. Baltimore. Yep. You can certainly make a case for the Chiefs. You might be able Chargers. to make a case for Pittsburgh, by uh, the way. It didn't have a 
losing record. He's a great coach. You get, there's about eight or nine teams that you can make, and you can't make that many cases for the NFC clubs compared to the AFC teams. The difference in conference this year. It's gigantic. It's, it's, I've never seen it this big in all my life. Isn't it? And plus, isn't it interesting to you that when you look back <clears throat> on the, say, mid to late 80s, and the AFC at that time had Dan Marino, John Elway, Jim Kelly, Dan Fouts as the quarterbacks. You know, arguably the four best quarterbacks in football all in the AFC. Well, let's look at this this year. With the exception of Jalen Hurts, who today, the best three quarterbacks in football are Mahomes, Burrow, and Jalen Hurts, in my opinion. But aside from that, who else are you putting among the, the probably NFC. the top eight quarterbacks yeah, not other else. than Hurts are all in the AFC. Well, obviously, Rodgers, Allen, and Herbert after that. Yeah, yep. so you're probably right. Yeah, I don't know where the next the next NFC Didn't even say Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's true. I you're mean. saying the next <laughs> NFC quarterback, who is it? If it's Stafford, if he's healthy? Yeah, but you can't really count I can't, on that. I mean, where, Derek Carr? I don't know where the next NFL. You're right. Derek Carr's got some proving. To yeah, do I. But he's in after, a good situation. He, he well, be. he's in a good situation. But the Saints were supposed to be good last year. No, Jamie, he's better than Winston. He is. I, I'm, I'm not. I, you're they, not. I'm not getting. I'm not going to argue with you there. But he also, Chris, was in a perfect situation last year in Vegas. And what happened? It went so far south that for some reason that no one has ever explained, he got benched and he disappeared the last two weeks of the season, was not around. And they played their toughest defensive opponent okay, in Week 17 in San Francisco. And and Jarrett Stidham put up 366 passing yards. And Derek Carr never was above 320 the whole year. Uh, good point. And he comes in in the first start of his life, and he plays lights out. No, he didn't play well the next week against Kansas City. But no, that week but, he I, but well. all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, everybody is talking about Derek Carr being this elixir, and I like Derek Carr. But come on, why why wasn't he great last year with Tom Brady's coach giving him all sorts of power and authority in Vegas? Tell me. So Seattle and Jacksonville you like. Yep. Minnesota you're down on. Yeah. Give me the AFC team before we take our first break that you might be down on. Uh... Let's see the that, AFC. Everybody thinks it might be decent. You the say, AFC hey, team. Well, well, let's just say this. Cleveland really might be good. But, Chris, how many quarterbacks, if ever, have gone, you know, basically three years? Because that's about what it's been since uh, Deshaun Watson played football at any sort of high level. Three years. He played, what, six games last year and was terrible? Played six games and was C-minus at best. At best. Okay. And and then and then obviously the previous t- two years, he's he's not, you know, there's there's nothing there. Or the I, I should say the previous year plus. So you're worried, about the, bra- you're worried about the I, would, I would say plus they're in such a tough schedule. Chris, you know what? I'll tell you the most fascinating game, unless you live in New York City. Okay, the most fascinating game in Week One is Cincinnati, is Cincinnati and Cleveland, Cleveland because what's going to happen to Joe Burrow when Miles Garrett chases him out of the pocket? Can he run? 
First of all, can he run? Will he run? Will Zach Taylor and offensive coordinator Brian Callahan just tell him, hey, I don't want you sprinting in this game. Go down. Go down. Are they without worried about his I staff? don't I, I have no idea. No one, no one is, is talking about it. And Cleveland plays well against them, too. Four of the last five. Burrow has lost four of his last five starts against the Browns. But, but I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say this. I don't dislike or think that he's got no chance or whatever. I just have no idea about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And that's why you asked me about all these teams, and I'm a little down on Cleveland because everybody's saying, oh, watch out for Cleveland. They got great talent. Well, nobody has any idea how the quarterback's going to play. And it's a very tough division. Yeah. Very tough. Yeah. Just kidding, Peter, about kidding Peter about Munich because obviously I was there last year when he released the NFL schedule. Pete and I had that huge fight about the uh, <laughs> Seattle Can- Seattle Tampa game. And Peter spent five days in July in Salt yeah, which we just discussed. I didn't realize that I was there in Loved May, it. as I said. It's you a know great what? City. It, there are some cities. You go in that big tower up top. Yeah, there? we went to, to Eagles Nest. Right? Oh, yeah, I didn't go there. Oh, you That's didn't right. go there because I went closed. to Eagles. It wasn't open. It was? Wow, it's only open in the summertime. I yeah, didn't we see went it. to we went to Eagles Nest. It was cool. But I'll tell you what I love about a city like Salzburg. We just went and we sat at a sidewalk cafe for three hours one day, and we just watched the world go by and had five beers. It was fantastic. We had I the, loved it. We had the dinner oh. in one of those markets. Yeah. You know where the trees are, and yes. you go up there and get your lager beer. And of you get, course, oh, yeah. That was fun. The three yeah. of us. Oh, you enjoyed that. Love and I it. had a hotel on top of the mountain there. Wow. So you look down, and you can see the river and the city, and Mozart and Sound of Music. Yeah, you go right down from there is Mozart plots. Yeah, but, but yeah Mozart, right. So you enjoyed it five days, and you yeah. flew to Munich, and then you drove. Drove, yeah, yeah. I, t- you know, what we did. We got an, uh, my first ever electric car. We got an electric Volvo. The guy at the Hertz counter said, "You want an electric car?" I said, "Yeah." So I had to figure out how to charge it up and do all that stuff. It was fun. Did you fly Lufthansa over? No, we flew Delta. Delta. Delta, yeah. Uh, Air, Austrian Air, best airline I've ever flown on. Wow. New York to Vienna, nine and a half hours. Wow, very nice. A chef on board. Oh. I don't sit in the back of the plane. Nothing wrong with that. Wow. All right, how about the young quarterbacks? Look at this. <laughs> After Mr. Schmeling sat in 13 hours on JetBlue on Saturday. All right, uh, the young quarterbacks. Let's do, uh, I saw Young uh, against Detroit on the CBS game about 10 days ago, and I saw two drives. I was impressed with them. I thought he'd be okay. I wasn't worried about his size. But let's do the four of them. You know what's interesting about Bryce uh, Young? Okay, Bryce Young. I spent a few minutes with Bryce Young and a long time with Frank Reich when I went to their camp. And so Frank Reich tells me this story. He goes, he goes, I'll tell you the amazing thing that happened with this guy just the other night. And he goes, because he knows what I write, Frank Reich. He goes, this is right up your alley. And he says, the other night, we're getting ready to do the installation for our offensive line to go against exotic fronts and exotic blitzes. And so Josh McCown, who's their quarterback coach, right. is going to take a, a shot at running the meeting and introducing different guys to, you know, here's how we're going to block this. And the line coach is going to say this, James Campen and all this. And so uh, a couple hours before the meeting, Bryce Young goes up to McCown and he goes, coach, uh, would you have any objection if I ran the meeting? And he looked at him and he goes, Bryce. 
you know, you've been in the NFL for 10 minutes. I said, you, 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 I, I mean, are you? he said, I really want to do this. I got a lot of confidence. I know everything. I know all our keys. I know our blocking patterns, everything. And I know uh, it, you've quizzed me on everything. I can do it. And so uh, he went to, McCown went to Frank Reich and he goes, hey, the kid wants to run the exotic blitz meeting and the exotic pickup, you know, blockers pickup. And uh, so he goes, uh, let him. Why not? Let's see what happens. But just be ready to rescue him. And he goes, for two hours, he ran this meeting and did not make one mental oh, error wow. in the meeting. He knew everything. So that's a and good And just song. imagine, imagine, Chris, he had been in training camp for like 10 days wow. and he ran the entire meeting. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be be able to hit the open guy by threading the needle against when Calais Campbell, who's a foot taller than him, is in his face. So yeah, you know, I don't know. But all I can say is he's got a great answer when I ask him. So, I mean, the height thing, it's never going to be more pronounced than it is here. And, you know, he said to me, he goes, hey, he goes, my whole life, I've been the shortest guy at every level of football. He said, it would feel strange if I was tall or if I was, if everybody else was my size. So I'm used to it. it I, I, this is how I see football. I see everybody being taller than me. All right. So signs are good that he might be I, pretty good. He might be pretty good. We'll see. I think he's got a real chance. Chris, he is not afraid of anything. And I'll tell you one thing. If you one day have a chance to get Bill O'Brien ever on your show, he's with the Patriots no, now. So sure. they're behind the iron curtain. Bill O'Brien will tell you some really great stories about this guy. If he if he's good, somehow back of your mind, you got to get Bill O'Brien uh, on the show. Good job. He was yeah. with him in Alabama. All right. How about yeah. Stroud and Houston? What do you know about him? I I did not go to Houston's camp. I saw him and talked to him the day after the draft. He's a very poised kid. Uh, I think he I think he's got a chance. I think people got really down on him because of these test scores that he didn't do well at compared to the other guys. But I'm not one of these big test score guys. I don't value it a lot. I don't think that a lot of these test scores are all that meaningful because if you watch the tape and the guy's a really good player in college football and he was great against, against the highest level. And he was great against Georgia. Great against Georgia. Great. Great. Can't play better. And, and so I, I just look at that and I say, you know, here's a guy who had Jalen Carter in his face and he dissected him and so i don't know i i think i think he's got a chance but again the problem with houston he's going to get chased around a lot and they don't have a lot of great weapons so So that that would worry me now anthony richardson you talk about not having a lot of great weapons without jonathan taylor uh and that line even though they got a lot of famous guys that line was awful awful last last year year. yes it was so that line has got to be significantly better for them to have a chance so is it the right move by them going to him right away i wouldn't i but but again look here's the only thing i would say they're there every day i'm not there i can't tell what he knows and all that stuff but the only thing i would say is 
they shouldn't have any concern about taking him out after two weeks if he's struggling because you don't want this guy to end up like so many young quarterbacks who have been, you know, ended up getting ruined in their rookie years. Like, who knows what's going to happen to Zach Wilson? Now, Zach Wilson might get saved by Aaron Rodgers. And because Zach Wilson is an irrepressible, spirited, I love football kind of guy. So who knows? Who knows what will happen with him? I don't know. I'm not altogether confident, but you never know. I just think that if if I am Shane Steichen, the head coach of the Colts, when I named him quarterback, I'm gonna I would say to him, you got to understand one thing: you're not quarterback for the year. You're quarterback in week one. You know, you, because I might take you out. I don't want to. I hope you stay for the next 20 years. But, you know, I'm not going to keep you in there if I think it's hurting your development. Sam Howell in Washington. Yeah, he's they a lot of people rave reviews on how he's played. Now, I did not go to Washington camp, but a lot of people say that he's made fantastic strides. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him. I think the second year quarterback that I think is fascinating is going to be Kenny Pickett. You know, he's got this receiver, Pickens, who thinks he's the greatest thing since Jerry Rice. But he is good. And he's really good. And I think I was in Pittsburgh, uh, and I I had a a good talk with Patrick Peterson, who one of the reasons that Mike Tomlin really wanted Patrick Peterson is he wants him to cover Pickens every day in practice. And he he wants him to to, you know, really stick it to Pickens some days. That if you catch a ball on me, you deserve this. You're catching the ball on one of the great guys to play in the last 20 years. And so they're setting that offense up to be pretty good. And I think one of the reasons why uh, Pittsburgh went out and got Patrick Peterson is they wanted him to test the quarterback and the wide receiver. Ma, they showed some things last year. He's a good coach. They never yep. finish under 500. They're in a tough division, but Pittsburgh is a D. I agree with you. They got Watt. I mean, that's a pretty good I picked good team. him to be my seventh seed. Oh, you did, uh, make the last playoff spot, so yep. you're about 9-10 wins for, yep. for Pittsburgh. Yep. All right. Um, uh, two quarterbacks before we take a break. Uh, Wilson with Peyton. Rodgers with the Jets. Now, uh, again, I would be shocked if Rodgers doesn't play really well. I really, Me too. I, mean, I would be. You never know. He wasn't great last year. He wasn't great, especially at the end of the year. Yeah, he played badly played against Detroit. played a bad game against Detroit. He didn't play well. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, yep. and he is 40 years old. Will be 40 in December. December. I okay. Yep. I probably got him off a couple months. But, I mean, still, I mean, there has to be a little doubt yep. about him. And, of course, Wilson, to me, he's playing for a supper here with Peyton. Give me your thoughts on these two guys. Let me hear. Well, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I spent, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes with him, 25 minutes with him in uh, July in Florham Park. And um, I was really impressed with him that day. Really impressed because he basically kind of threw himself on the mercy of the court and said, I I was, when I went into that dark darkness retreat, I sincerely was, I was very, not. he said, I was sure that I was going to retire. He wow. said, 90% sure. Yeah, I read the quote. And he goes, he goes, he goes, here's the thing. I just decided, I decided that if I come out of there and I still love football, want to play football, um, I'm going to give it every consideration in the world. And he said, then what happened is 
And I look, I didn't think there was any way he was ever going to play for Green Bay. Going back to last, late in January, I I heard some stuff about how there were real communication problems between, especially Brian Gutekunst and him. They just never could figure out a way to sit down and talk about it. So I think the Packers had basically thought by early February. By the time the Super Bowl was played, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be on our team next year. So then when they find out that Rodgers is interest, still still interested, not, not positively, but still interested in wanting to play, they start getting some phone calls and the Jets are very interested, very serious. And Rodgers told me that he goes, he goes, look, 39 years old and I have not been recruited. I have not had somebody sit across the table from me and tell me how much they want me since uh, Jeff Tedford from the University of California did it 20 years ago when I was 19. And so he goes, I have to tell you, it was an incredible feeling. You think that something like that won't matter? Oh, it mattered. And I knew we had played them. I knew how good their defense was. I know that they had some great offensive weapons. And he goes, I was in, you know, practically from the beginning. And then they worked out. And Chris, the most interesting thing is what he told me, he went to the Jets and he said, basically, uh, when they were trying to figure out how to work his contract so that they could get some relief, he didn't just give up some money. He gave up like $33 million of his contract. He gave it back to the New York Jets. And one of the reasons he did, he said, hey, Peter, listen, you know every year around the time of the trading deadline, because there's real trades made at the trading deadline, that teams need money to go after teams from some players from some team that's 0-8 or whatever, and they're tanking the season. And so... I wanted us to be able to make one of those big he deals at the trading deferred. deadline. He did not get that money No, deferred. it's not deferred. He gave it back to the New York Jets. And so I'm... You're expecting big things out of him. I don't... I Hey, look, he's set up to do big things because, Chris, just remember this. Last year, he didn't do much in the offseason at all with the Packers, and he had not been doing much at all. It's so incredible how this is exactly like what happened with Favre. Favre hated the offseason program. And when they told him, you got to come in or else we got to move on, he said, well, okay, I'll retire. And with Rodgers, it was a little bit different, but not a lot different. And I think the Packers are better off with Jordan Love, and I think the Jets clearly are better off with with Aaron Rodgers. Now, you asked me about Russell Wilson. The biggest thing this year, two big things. Number one, the entourage is gone. With Wilson, he's one of 53 on the team. He's not a special guy. Last year, he told me in training camp that he was bringing in the offense every day at training camp, one hour early to have their own walkthroughs, the player-controlled walkthroughs. And Nathaniel Hackett allowed that to happen. He thought it was good to show leadership for Russell and, and all this, but it turned out to be a disaster. And so this year, Peyton said, hey, listen, we're going to have no more special treatment for any player. And he treats Russell Wilson for what I did not go to their camp, but he treats Russell Wilson when he needs to get read the riot act. He does. Now, Wilson also has lost 12 pounds and he, uh, 
Peyton wants him to be that mobile guy he was in Has Seattle. To run. Has yeah, to run. he's got to run. And so I don't know what's going to happen. Seth Wickersham's got a great story on ESPN.com. Just came out today. And one of the things, uh, Peyton is not real happy with what he's seen in camp with that offense. But, you know, he had Drew Brees for 100 years. And he was, you know, he was the thing that fixed all ills. So it's early. We'll see what happens. But more the, confidence in the Jets than Denver. Make a long story. Much short. more. With Peter King, his start next Tuesday, of course, never takes a penny. Uh, he's done it for years and years and years. I remember the first time I asked him to do it, the day I left Syria FAN, he said, You got it. Whatever you need, I will do it. And here he's been. All right. Team Enigmas. There's about three or four teams, Pete, that we begin the year here with. Always, you know, it's hard to read where they are. You think they're going to be really good, but you never completely trust them. Teams that you don't trust, there's about two or three of them. I lead the way with the Chargers. Is this the year? Maybe. Kellen Moore, I like him as an offensive coordinator. I don't like the head coach, but I like the offensive coordinator. They don't have a home field. I understand that. Uh, but they have a couple of dominating defensive players, if healthy. We love the quarterback. Could this be the year the Chargers turn into from a 10-17, 10-17 to a 13-14 and a dominant team in the AFC? I don't see how you do that this year, Chris. And this, I think they could be good. Now, I didn't have them in the playoffs, but I could easily see them making the playoffs. I just, I can't see them beating Kansas City. I just can't see it. Maybe it'll happen. But, and I will say this, you talk about, you talk about Herbert. I think Herbert is going to have the best numbers of any quarterback in football. This marriage with Kellen Moore is going to be really good for this team because he really... He and Kellen Moore are very much kindred spirits. Get along great. I sat in a meeting with uh, with Brandon Staley and Kellen Moore discussing sort of stuff they plan to do this year on offense, and Staley's involved in that. And one of the things that I got this sense of, watch for a lot of tempo with them. Watch for a lot of hurry up because they... Uh, you know they've got a quarterback who can handle it <clears throat> they who can handle putting pressure on a defense and i think maybe this is it's certainly left unsaid cuz they didn't say it but look i think they want to tire out a defense and i don't know that they feel they have an offensive line that can dominate uh you know a defense so to me i think it really they've got to have a year that Justin Herbert is the rising tide that lifts all boats. All right, so you think borderline nine ten wins. Yeah, and I think they could be better, but their defense has to be better. All right. They're not an enigma, but I'm having a tough time feeling where the Giants are. Me too. In the NFC. I mean, yeah. I know Dable, I Waller, I understand. They bring in Paris, the kid from uh, Campbell from Indianapolis. They get the Hyatt from Tennessee they're all excited about, the receiver. You know, Daniel Jones, they pay. Barkley's just, ready to Just go. remember, just remember, and again, look. I like Darren Waller. How do you not like him? He never but, plays. But never he's plays. he's hurt a lot. And people talk about Paris Campbell. Look at Paris Campbell's career in Indianapolis. He had a lot of chances. 
and he never was a was a big factor. So you and your eyes, those are question marks. I I mean Waller, I think as long as he stays healthy, is going to be a big impact player. But that's the thing with him: stay healthy. And I got a tough division. Because, you know, the Eagles and Cowboys twice won't be easy. They never beat Dallas. Chris, I, I may have said it earlier, but I mean, this team, the New York Giants, the last two years have won two games in the NFC East. Two, ten, and one. I mean... They beat Washington both times? Is that what it was? I think they beat... I, I, I Probably did they was. beat Washington twice and uh, last tied. Year they, they tied them once and they yeah, beat them once. Yeah. Uh, it, but but I but what I'm saying is this team cannot beat Dallas or Philadelphia right now. And so and they've, they got a very they've hard, got to do this. And they got a hard schedule. They got a tough Miami, schedule. Miami, Buffalo, San Francisco. I think what it came schedule. down to for me, uh, with the Giants and why look, I every year I try to take two absolute moonshots this year my moonshot in the nfc is picking green bay to make the playoffs and it makes no sense on labor day weekend to pick green bay to make the playoffs i get it i just think green bay is going to have a top five defense and they i gotta tell you matt lafleur is excited to be working with this jordan love i don't know if he's going to be good but i think chris you know how if you took a job, if you walked into a job where there was somebody great at the job and you knew that you couldn't change that person, not that you would want to change that person, but you just didn't have the ability to control this job this you know that you just walked into that's what happened to matt lafleur he had a really good record in the last three four years but the fact is he wasn't going to come in and say hey aaron by the way I, i'm going to teach you a new way to call your cadence I mean, he's not doing that he can do you that know? with love and he can do that with jordan love and i think he's getting a kick out of it so, in green bay all right so you like the packers but you're a little worried about the giants I would be a little worried about the Giants, but I, I look. I, I think the I think Brian Dayball is fabulous. I think Daniel Jones is going to be an above-average NFL quarterback for a long time. I like Daniel Jones, but I just think right now there's a lot that I'm not sure of with the Giants. Hmm. You know, the receivers—they're better. At the receiver position, they really need a fantastic year, in my opinion, from Saquon Barkley. If he stays healthy, he'll give it to him, and I'll look bad for not putting him in the playoffs. But I just think, man, at some point, that NFC East thing bothers me hmm. a lot. Uh, I think the Ravens could have a big year. Me too. Nine and a half, I go over. Yeah, I probably would too. Thing with the Ravens, though, you know, I don't know if you saw it, Chris. There was a lot of frustration in their offense in training camp. A lot of helmets being thrown, a lot of players being unhappy, and and all that. And remember, they're transitioning to, to a brand new right. Todd Munkin yeah. who plays a hurry up style, and they're going from an offense where. Uh, they were trying to bleed the clock every game. They wanted to win time of possession. So snap the ball with three seconds left. Munkin doesn't care. Just snap it with 23 seconds left. He just play fast. Put the pressure on the defense. That's the way they're going to be. Chris, the best rookie I saw in 19 camps. 
A is, wide receiver is the, is from the BC Boston College named Zay Flowers. His separation, I guarantee you, you put on the Ravens-Texans uh, game on Sunday. You watch a couple of offensive series when Zay Flowers is in the game, and you are going to say, holy crap, he's open by 10 miles. He's, he's Tyreek Hill fast. He's Tyreek Hill in terms of his separation wow. and quickness. Wow. Yes, yes. That's quick. All right, Peter, there's usually six in and six out. Every year you get six teams that make the playoffs, and the following year they get six different teams. That's the old theme in the NFL, six in, six out. Now, I'm going to give you the six teams from last year that got in. Yeah. And I want you to tell me who, in fact, you think Well, was. there's seven. Seven. Oh, that's right. Seven, seven now. now. Jeez, seven so, so now. It changes okay. it. I screwed you up. It's yeah. seven. So let me go give you last year's seven. Well, I, the NFC. Let's start in the NFC. All right, easy enough. Okay. Go ahead. Let's start in the NFC, all right? So I've got Detroit in. They didn't make it and, last year. And Minnesota out. All right, that's one. Okay. Let's go to Atlanta. I've got Atlanta in, Tampa Bay out. Seven and ten Atlanta, eight and nine Tampa. All right, that's two. Yeah, so that's two. Now, who were the wild cards last year? The wild cards in the NFC were Seattle. I got them in. Were the Giants? I got them out. Uh, that's three. Were Dallas? I got them in. Uh, and the other wild card was uh, let's see, there were three. There were th- uh, there were three wild cards. I just yes. came to you: Giants, Seattle, and Dallas. Yeah. And you have two in and one out. Yeah, and. Uh, and the divisional winners were Tampa, San Francisco, Minnesota, and the Eagles. You got Minnesota out and Tampa out. So you got four different teams. Oh, yeah. three different teams. You got three different teams. Yeah. Let's all right, do the AFC. The now. AFC. Buffalo won the division last year. I got the Jets winning the division this year with Buffalo being a wild card. All right. Cincinnati won the division last year. I got them winning the division again. Jacksonville, you have winning the division. Yes. Kansas City, I'm assuming you have winning the division. Yes, I do. Those are your four. The three wild card teams last year were the Chargers. Out. Were Tennessee. Out. No, Tennessee didn't win a division. They lost the last game. Chargers, They the Tennessee did not make the wild card. They lost yeah. in week 18. They got confused. Chargers, Chargers out. Baltimore. In. They played in Cincinnati. And then the other one was Miami. Out. You got Miami out of the playoffs. I do. And I'm not happy with that. That's a tough call. That's a really tough. So you took Buffalo. I got Miami and I got Miami and the Chargers out, and I think both of them could be absolutely explosive. And so you, you put Pittsburgh in, and who was the other team you put in? Uh, Pittsburgh and at, the Jets. And the Jets, yeah. So you put Pittsburgh and the Jets in, Miami and the Chargers out. Yeah. All right. Who is so your, I got five out who were in last year. All right. Championship games. You want to go that deep or you just want to yeah. give you a Super Bowl? No, I'll give you, I'll give you championship, championship games. games. Who do you like? I got Philly over Dallas in Philly. All right. So you got Dallas winning in San Francisco. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. And then in the AFC, uh, I've got Buffalo winning at... Jacksonville. Wow, is so that you, right? Yeah, you have yeah. Buffalo Super Bowl. I like Buffalo. I do. Too. Yeah, I like so Buffalo. I got Buffalo and Philly. You got Buffalo and Philly. In this. <laughs> now, why Buffalo? Everybody's a little down on them. Why are so? Because high everybody's down on them. I feel the same way. Because yeah. everybody's down on them, and I don't see it. I don't see the same as everybody else. Now they got a rookie tight end who's going to have to hit the ground running and be good opening day. He's, but they got the other tight end, Knox, who's good too. They got two right. good tight ends. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you know. They're relying on Stefan Diggs to be Mr. Normal Guy the whole year. 
I don't necessarily rely on that. You know, he ha- he has shown that he can be an explosive, incendiary guy. Oh, he sure can be. And so I, I don't know for sure what he's going to be <clears throat> the whole year. So they need both of those tight ends to be good. They're a better running team than they were last year. And I do not buy this malarkey that says that Josh Allen essentially is now a turnover machine. He had one bad year with the turnovers. He will not have a bad year with the turnovers this year. I'm just telling you, I don't think he will. Buffalo and Philly, what coach in your eyes, a couple of them are coaching for their supper? Well, it depends. Staley, Staley in San Diego. Uh, Staley, of course, in San Diego. I think if they play poorly, they, may they make go 7-10. and 10. I don't know what they're going to do. How about Bowles in Tampa? Oh, that Yeah, that goes without saying. Uh, but I don't know. Todd Bowles is a good coach. I just don't Rivera, know who's winning that with that team. Rivera and Washington. He better not finish fourth. I that's new ownership. New ownership. They're going to want to shake things up if they finish fourth. Stefanski. Uh, I don't think so. I think everybody, unless they're a debacle, I don't think Stefanski is in danger. There really is nobody else. I mean, well, how about McCarthy? Oh, McCarthy in Dallas. I mean, I don't think that McCarthy is going to be in trouble because I talked to Jerry Jones about a month ago and he said to me, I've wanted Jerry Jones to run this offense since the day he walked in the door. Mike McCarthy to run the offense. Yeah, I wanted wanted Mike McCarthy to run this offense since the day he walked in the door. So his whole thing is that now we're going to see a better Dak Prescott and he better. That's all I'm saying. I, I don't. I mean, we'll see, but I think Mike McCarthy is going to be relied upon to uh, make Dak Prescott a little bit better, especially in crunch time. All right, the YouTube thing, you know, that's going to be a disaster. This YouTube, you're aware of this, aren't you? I don't. You were just telling me in the break. I don't know. I got to get it though. I'm going to buy it sometime in the next couple of days and hope that NBC lets me expense it. Block out about <laughs> block out about four hours trying to figure the damn thing out. Like <laughs> but be- you know what, Chris? Yeah. Chris, I love Red Zone. Yeah, you like it. You've been talking about it. I really, I, I love Red Zone. So, you know, I, I understand I need to have the ability to watch all these games, but I don't know. I think at some point during the day, you're going to get to see everything you want to see. Uh, you're the best, Pete. Thank Great. you, Chris. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you next Tuesday, okay? Okay, thank Four you. O'clock. No Germany, no Munich talk. We'll have fun. No, no screaming <laughs> and yelling. Don't go to those international games. Do me a favor. Stay here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I will be in Frankfurt, baby. Oh, that's right. He's going to Frankfurt. (laughs) Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.